Well, welcome to See Differently, a podcast brought to you by the Royal Society for the Blind. I'm Richard Miller, and in this series we'll chat to some of the amazing people who make See Differently work and those who benefit from what they do. Now, today I'm thrilled to be joined by Annette. Welcome, Annette. Thank you, Richard. Hello, how are you doing? Very well, thanks. Now, we're old friends from way back, aren't we? Because we're... (laughs) We recorded some, we did some video on Monday, so now we're best mates. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Maple certainly thinks so. Yeah. And I, I should add that Maple was my guide dog. Yeah, and, and we should add that Maple's in the room as well, just yes. in case <laughs> just in case we have any disasters with tipping water and um, and things falling over, because she's, uh, she's quite buoyant today, isn't she? Oh, it's, it's first thing in the morning. Yeah. Um, but she's she's being very good now. She is. She's settled down lovely. She's got a lovely coat. We can't stop uh, giving her a pat and a stroke because she's so <laughs> lovely, isn't she? I'll just add that uh, it's okay to pat when they're not in their harness, not working, and somebody's asked permission. Absolutely. And, and th- that is a really good point that we're going to talk about it during the course of this because uh, it is all about see you differently and it is all about the guide dogs and it is uh, a very different situation to having a pet, as we know. Yes, yes. Yeah. But let's talk about you first. Now, Annette, what, what is your condition and, and when were you diagnosed with it? Um, I've always had poor sight and it collapsed about a decade ago, um, which I now know is the result of at least six genetic conditions. Mm. So um, obviously I didn't know anything about some of those until they manifested in oh, late middle age. Sure. Um, ultimately, I have 2% sight. Wow, okay. And, yep. and it was at 10% about 10 years ago. Right, yeah, okay. That, that's that's a, a reasonably quick degeneration, isn't it? It was quite a shock. Yeah. And it's um, very unpredictable, although it has been stable at 2% now for some years, which gives me a lot of hope. Yeah. Because that 2% is a, is a lot yeah, okay. compared with nothing. Well, I was going yeah. to ask, what, what does that mean in real terms? So 2% sight, what does that mean you can see? What, what's, your, what's your ability? I, I see colour, which is really helpful because it also helps define um, shape, in a strange way, shapes. Yes. So although I don't actually see shapes as such, mm. I'm aware of like a desk in front of me okay. or, or if people are wearing bright coloured clothes, I'm, I'm aware that there's something in front mm. of me and by the size I can work out hopefully that it is a person or whatever it might be. Um, I also have an an unusual condition, although it's apparently quite common, that people who have had sight and lose it can develop a condition where the brain won't leave a gap. So Mm. it puts pictures in. And in my case, it's animals because I'm very fond of animals. So I will see giraffes and tigers and whatever in the most inappropriate circumstances, which... When, I f- when it first happened, absolutely freaked me out. Absolutely it would. Um, other f- people I've spoken to see flowers or gardens. or So it seems to be something our brain likes. It fills in the yes, gaps. Yes. But now I'm aware of it, it's quite a joke. And my friends think it's very funny when I ask, is there really a pink flamingo in the middle of <laughs> King William Street? But well, in fact, recently in Wellington, New Zealand, yeah. I asked, is there a hippopotamus on the roof? And literally there is. There's a hotel there that does have a hippopotamus on the roof. Yeah. Um, so in that case, I was right. Yeah. Um, but it's, yes, very, and it's something that nobody, and we've everyone I've talked to about it, it's called Charles Bonnet syndrome. Right. I'm probably mispronouncing it, but Charles B-O-N-E-T. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it, it's just a thing. But nobody ever thinks to warn someone that it, could happen. Yeah. Um, so that literally, we all go off to our doctor and say we're losing our mind, mm. uh, and the doctors sometimes think we might be too. 
Um, wow, that is such an interesting thing. I've never heard that in my life. <laughs> I've actually heard a podcast about it quite recently. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, when it was diagnosed, I did a lot of reading. Mm. Uh, and it's, I find it really fascinating. It really yes. is. I mean, we, we talk, I've spoken to someone very recently about um, when we lose one of our senses, apparently the other senses are heightened. So, for example, if you lose sight, you're often your hearing is heightened to compensate. Is that right? It varies. It varies, yeah. I, I think that my sense of smell has heightened. Is that right, yeah. Um, and I think, um, and of course this is all just my thoughts, nothing medical or sure, anything yeah. else. But, yeah, um, disclaimer, Annette yes, is not a doctor. Not a, no, I have no <laughs> medical knowledge. Um, but one night I left the gas on and of mm. course I got up in the mid, and it got up next morning and it, I could smell the whatever yep. they put in it. Mm. Um, and, and I took another hour trying to find out why? Because everything was off. And I turned, left the stove on a tiny bit. Mm. So I've now fixed that with um, technical aids with, which yeah. um, are available, thank goodness. Yes. Um, but if I hadn't smelt that, that could have been going on forever. Um, yes. Obviously could have been a disaster. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, my hearing certainly hasn't improved. Mm. But because I lost my sight before I knew it was really going, I, I've learnt my own adaptation. So I learned to use touch a lot more. I've yep. feel my way along things and I made my own modifications. Um, so I don't know, again, without any medical or scientific mm. knowledge, I don't mm. know whether it is an actual thing where other senses do sure. jump in um, or, or whether that's just a means of people coping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I really would like to talk, if you don't mind, for a few, a couple of minutes just about your career because it's interesting to me in particular being in the industry. Yes. Uh, so you were, a, you were previously in media, right? Oh, yes, mm. yes. And I still, even though it was my first job, I still see myself as a journalist. If yeah. anyone asks me, what, what did you do? I say, I'm a journalist. Mm. Um, and yet I left journalism many years ago. Yep. Um, I started actually at work experience at what was the Macquarie Network 5DN in the newsroom. Yes. Um, the news editor then was Lee Hatcher. Okay, yes, yes. That yeah, was yeah. in the 1970s. Jeff Medwell, um, a renowned um, Adelaide radio institution, um, had a program on Friday nights called Jeff and the Juniors. Okay. And I was one of his juniors. Right. And we'd go in, and I feel so embarrassed now thinking about it, a 16-year-old telling the world how to cure pollution and, <laughs> and, and all sorts of... <laughs> Oh, you were the original Greta Thunberg. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, and some other, others as well. But yes, it's yes, um, and and that started actually from an essay competition, um, and then the winners of the competition, and then became his weekly juniors. Um, so that that really um, whetted my appetite. Yep. Um, and then I went um, the day I finished my last what was then matriculation or mm. year twelve exam. Uh, in the morning, I started at the Women's Weekly, which used to be in Halifax Street, yeah. uh, in that afternoon, and um, worked directly to Ida Buttrose. Yeah. Um, and and there wasn't really a job for me, but she had she uh, met her at a at a speech she gave, and went up to her afterwards and told her that I disagreed with what she'd said, and that <laughs> uh, or she'd, well she'd made yeah. some sweeping statements yeah. about you know you know students today can't speak and can't write and don't know Shakespeare and 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 so I just went up and said I I do all of those things and I want to be a journalist yeah right oh well done um and and so the position was created um until as a um an intern of sorts yes. until um I found something else yeah. which I did um and started at the Adelaide News and then worked for all the newspapers around Murdoch Papers in Australia as a court reporter ultimately yeah. and then from there to the ABC and ultimately 
went all over Australia with the ABC and ended up in Canberra. Yeah, right. What an amazing career. That's awesome. Now, let's move to the animals because uh, they're so gorgeous. Um, now, we've got Maple with us today, but Maple's not the first guide dog that you've had. You you, you, yeah. uh, you had Molly. Um, tell us about Molly. Oh, Molly is... Actually, Molly's in the bad books because she woke me up twice last night, <laughs> which is very unusual. Um, she's almost 11 years old now. She's another black Labrador and she's the love of my life. Yeah. Um, she... Gave me my life back when I really thought it was over. Um, I, you know, when you were introduced to the thought of having a, a dog as yes. your aid, um, it's hard to comprehend that they will become such an important part of your life. Not, mm. not just the dog, or, or your, you know, I love pet, my pet dog too. But, yes. um, but this relationship is so much more because we're never apart. Mm. Um, they have the right to go pretty well everywhere, um, very few exceptions. And they're just our constant um, protector mm. and friend um, and um, means of innate, um, the, uh, um, they're, they're our means to access the world. Yes, yeah. Best friend doesn't seem to be a strong enough term, does it? You know, the, no, the, the, no. It, it, yeah, the re, it, she's almost your soulmate, and yes, yeah. well, that's actually what it is. But it sounds a bit of a cliche, but it's true mm. because she preempts what I need, and and then sometimes I do for her, and yeah. that same relationship's developing with Maple as it will, yeah, yes. yeah. That's awesome, and I met both of the the uh, the pups on Monday, and uh, both gorgeous, and and obviously uh, Molly's just ready for a sleep now. Yes, yes. Although she, she loves the rumble with her, her new what and I we call saw sister. that. Oh yeah. yes, yes, yes. They they play when when the, because when they're not working, they're just normal dogs. Yes. And when they're retired, they're normal dogs. Yeah. And and she has a lovely life of luxury now. And I think it's yeah. great that you've managed to keep her and you've got both of them. I think that's really well uh, lovely. Yeah. Um. So um. Tell us a bit about. I mean, you you've just um very eloquently touched on how how um, how Molly helped you when you first started but you did talk the other day about the fact that you travel and yes. and the, and I found it amazing that you were saying you've been on half a dozen flights in the last few months with Maple yes yes Maple came to me in about August and since then well I actually had to go to a conference and it was too soon so she went mm. back for a bit more training while I was away sure um, but since December, Maple's been on six flights and attended, I think it's five conferences all up, five national and international yeah. conferences amazing. at this point. Yeah. Right, well, that's amazing. And you do, so these conferences, tell us a bit about that because you do some yes. work in that space, yeah? I'm, I'm a full-time, more than full-time volunteer and mm. absolutely love it. And and I wouldn't be able to do any of that without the guide dogs. Yep. Um, so, I'm, again, it's using all the skills I developed in my professional life and skills I've learned since. And I, I'm a, a um, disability inclusion and equity facilitator mm. and educator. Um, but some of these other conferences are more to do with, with general volunteering or mm. general um, public relations work. And um, the United Nations conference in September was for disaster risk emergency preparedness yes and um which was a real honor to attend and and that was through becoming a peer mentor for people who live with disability in spreading knowledge about how to help 
prepare ourselves yep. for emergencies and all the things that we need to take into account and the different types of emergencies, especially for people with disabilities, mm. where a lot of people, it's an emergency if their support worker des- doesn't turn up yes. because they can't get out of bed. Of course. And, and, mm. and that happens. Yeah. Whereas my idea of an emergency is when the power's off for a considerable amount of time yes. and I'm isolated and don't know what's going on and can't really go into the street because of the fear of... Line, power lines of or whatever course. being down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's it's th- that's um, it sounds quite dry, but it actually is fascinating. Yeah. Um, and and there are ways for us to help protect ourselves mm. and and con- and make na- um, networks, neighbourhood networks, and family networks, and and other organisations to help support us too. Of course. Yeah. So what, what, I mean, it sounds to me that that none of this would have really been possible without the assistance of See Differently and without no. the assistance of the of the dogs. No, not at all. My life would have been so empty and lonely and even though I'm quite a people person, mm. but other people are at work and out in the environment, I would be very... Um, Stuck at home, yeah. really, if, if without... Isolated. Oh, thank you, yes. Yeah. Um, I, I see differently helped me initially um, with technical aids when, when I didn't realise how serious the condition was. And, and then I progressed through um, and got my first white cane, mm-hmm. in the international cane. And that, I'll never forget that. It, it was just trans, transformative. It, um, I... I was at work during the day, met the mobility instructor at lunchtime and he taught me the basics and we had a walk around the city and then he told me to look up and I saw all sorts of things I'd never seen before because normally I was watching, and I still do often, watching my feet or watching, just watching for danger. Um, So the cane was fabulous but the cane really only protects you from the waist down uh, and and effectively, it's two two steps ahead of you. So you've yeah. got one step to realise there's a hazard, okay. and the other step to stop. Um, so you're still walking into it, but not. It's you're still not free in the sure. commerce. Yeah, you've got to be very yes. cautious. Yes, yeah. yes, and and um, whereas the dog walks you around the hazard, preempts the hazard. Yeah. Um, so it's it's an entirely different um, situation. Mm. And yeah. I suppose being a living, breathing oh, yes. thing, it, it, there's that feeling of security that comes with that as well, yes. isn't there? Oh, my goodness, yes. Um, one of the most difficult times was when I was on my way to see the eye surgeon, ironically, and it was part of Adelaide I wasn't familiar with mm. and I'd got off the bus, followed the route that I thought I was meant to take and, and um, this was with before the dog, this was with the cane. Yeah. And got totally lost. I have never been so isolated. Sure. Um, I, I didn't know where I was to even be able to tell someone or get a taxi to find me. Yes. Or, um, in the end, yeah. In the end, I was able to sort of flag someone to help. But, mm. but again, you're you're invisible mm. um, when you're sort of stumbling around. Yeah. Um, the, I know some people manage with the cane very well, and I don't mean to put it down in any of way. Um, yeah. Because you know, some some of my see differently colleagues um, live a fabulous life with the cane, so mm. please don't. And it's it's what's right for the individual. Absolutely, yeah. But yeah. but then having doing that trip again with or, or a different one, but and getting lost with the dog is 
is so much for me so much better because pe- you can't keep people away when you've got the cute Labrador yeah. face, uh, yeah, and, right. and especially if you do look concerned or anxious or yeah. you're just sort of standing around, um, it, people approach you. Yes, um, I found with the cane that I was invisible, and, and with the dog. I'm, I'm the opposite. Yes. And you yeah. were talking the other day about that perception that people have about your disability yeah. and the yes. fact that having the dog has really helped with that. Oh, yes. Um, people recognise that the guide dog has been, although most people will assume that I'm the trainer. That, are mm. you training that dog? Um, which is a sort of backhanded compliment. Yeah. Um, so, but yes, they, they recognise that the dog is there because I need assistance. Mm. Um where if you're stumbling and the other thing um, when I first had the serious eye um, loss, eyesight mm. loss, mm. Um, I was having terrible falls, usually in the street, yeah. um, breaking bones. And, and that was one of the first flags that there was something really wrong. Yeah. And of course, if you're falling over in the street, it doesn't, especially a younger person at that stage, it yeah. doesn't look good. People make assumptions. They do. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Especially um, if it was Hindley Street at, uh, <laughs> at two yeah. o'clock in the morning. <laughs> And I, I love music, so that wasn't out of the, out of the <laughs> equation. <laughs> no, that's funny. Um, so obviously tons of support from See Differently. Yes. Um, oh, yes. And, and See Differently is heavily reliant on donations, of course. Yes. All the training of not just the dogs but everything they do is is expensive. Mm. Um, they have, there's, there's so many hours involved in in training the staff and then training the, the dogs, mm. the, the actual equipment involved, technical, technological aids. And um, it's, it's a very expensive business. And the funding that used to be available isn't there anymore. Mm. Um, NDIS covers some costs for some people, mm. but it comes nowhere close to covering the, the amount of money required to provide the guide dogs or, or other service dogs mm. or, or the canes or any other sort of equipment sure. um, and, and to continue to provide the, the first-class staff. Yeah. Um, the, also, I should mention the volunteers. Mm. Um, See Differently has the most incredible volunteers, which mm. falls in my volunteering yes. um, passion as well. And, um, again, couldn't be done without them. Yeah, and you used to be a contributor before you needed the services. Yes, I've, I've always, I guess because of my sight issues all my life, mm. it's and the cute dogs, I'm sure, <laughs> um, I've always donated and yeah. never in my wildest dreams thought that I would be someone mm. receiving the benefit of, of this fabulous, um, it's actually called a technological aid under NDIS, but right. <laughs> which I was, was quite... Um, Standard by initially, and now otherwise known to as it. Maple. Indeed, yes, <laughs> yes. And and when I first got Molly, and that was from people's donations, um, that was pre NDIS in my um, case. It, it was so humbling and 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 difficult to accept because it's such a huge gift, yeah. uh, and an incredible gift. Um, so all I can really do is is implore everyone to to please. Donate if you can, however much you can, and and or volunteer, um, because it really changes lives. And and including the donors potentially, um, the the volunteers I, I'm involved with, um, we're all great friends. Mm. That's another huge enrichment in my life. Yeah, um, I, I I love 
the families involved in raising my, my dogs and we're very close and that's a really precious gift mm, too. Absolutely. And I can't imagine a more appropriate ending to this. <laughs> So, Annette, I'd like to say thank you so much for coming in and thank you to, uh, to, to, to Maple for joining us today. She's cute as always. Um, thanks very much indeed. You're, uh, you're, you're an inspiration to most and it's been lovely to meet you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, this, folks, is uh, the See Differently podcast. My name is Richard Miller and we will see you next time. For more information on See Differently, please go to seedifferently.org.au.